previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, the one thing I would like to say in my defense was on the wedding night, okay, I was getting a lot of crap on Twitter and Facebook. (laughs) All I'm going to say is I was a pure gentleman not to post the picture of Roxy that I took. And it's not what you're thinking, Littles, okay? (laughs) 9.51 p.m., she was out, literally out in the bed, just passed out. Now, look, it was a long day. I get it. It was a long two years. It was a long two years. (laughs) And my wedding present to you was I let you sleep. Welcome back to the loyal. One more time. Here we go. That's it. Welcome back to the loyal little podcast on the WTFC podcast network. I'm Simon and uh, well, Chuck and Roxy are a little busy right now. So I'm going to be taking over the show for today. <laughs> We're going to be talking Simon, about um, this is what? this is a family show. <laughs> Hey, Littles. Hi, Littles. All right, first of all, Simon, you said Loyal Little Podcast, so there's one Little, I guess. But that was a good attempt. Yeah, that would be me for today. It was just going to be oh, me. Oh, it was just show, you. So and, and to be completely yeah. honest, no one cares because they just want to hear your voice. So that's all that matters. That was great. That was fantastic. That was probably our best opening. Don't tell Tiny Chuck. <laughs> littles, welcome. Vegas, baby. Honeymoon in Vegas. Well, it's Mini Moon. Mini Moon. Mini okay, moon. sorry. We're- mini Moon in Vegas. <laughs> Wow, she had some sass in that. Well-deserved sass, but never heard that kind of sass. It all comes out after you're married. Anyway, how are you doing, Simon? I'm good. I'm I'm back in my closet in New York City. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Holding down Still the fort for Still got a moth problem. No. Still got underwear in my face. Yeah, oh, okay. Clean, folded underwear, remember? Of course, of course. Well, the good news is, Simon, it is National Moonshine Day. Does that do oh, anything for you? I'm so... Yeah, I'm delighted at that, actually. <laughs> delighted. Well, we have some good stories about that, but we're going to start the show. We have some tweets and reviews, but first we're going to clean up. I guess this is what we technically have to say, clean up on aisle 56. Does that make sense? I guess it's a big store because last episode, we always have to clean up Tiny Chuck's mess for some reason. But on the last episode, Roxy, do you remember what he said? We were talking about the BTK killer. Yeah, he said bind, tie, kill. Bind, time, kill. It's actually bind, torture, kill. Yeah, that's... Now, Simon, do you even know who that is? No. Okay. But... (laughs) He's like, it's not good, though. This is really interesting to jump into, let me tell you. Um, (laughs) He's like, I'm back here, why? Shot out of a cannon. We really just want to make sure it's... You say it's not twine? He said it was by twine, kill? (laughs) Bind, twine, kill, I believe he said. No, bind... Tie. Oh, bind, twine, kill. <laughs> okay, because I heard twine. Did you say twine? Did I say twine? I might have. Once, but not That's the first brilliant. time. Okay, well. Okay, I, I love the idea of getting that mistake. Like, it's bind, twine, <laughs> Okay, like, first of all, I'm in Vegas, so twine. some beverages might have been consumed. So, <laughs> hello. Anyway, bind, torture, kill. This is a bad idea to do a podcast when we're in Vegas. That's all I'm going to say. So, That's Chuck. That's what it is. Chuck, clean up your mess. Um <laughs> But in Chuck's defense, we have a, a fun review. We, we normally don't read these, but this one, Chuck gets so much crap on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I felt, tiny Chuck, gets so much crap on Twitter. I felt bad. So we do want to thank, we've had a couple more rates and reviews. That was great. That was what Roxy and I should have asked for our wedding presents. Yeah. And we didn't, like idiots, but we, you know, whatever. Some people did write in. But one review I wanted to do, it says, fun listen for littles. It's great to put a voice to the names we've heard on the big show for years. Definitely need more tiny Chuck. Aw. Now, Simon, wow. you're okay with that, right? Because you get No, so... that's that's terrible news. Oh, well, Simon, you get so much you fan mail, it's ridiculous. So I mean you get all I the know. Love. It's so, hard. It's nice that Tiny Chuck has a love. Now, Simon, we also told a fun story about Roxy pouring herself out in I'm where, sorry, what? Where were we in... Wow. Wow. <laughs> we told the story Excuse about <laughs> We told the story about how we met and how some random local violinist player oh. Tried to hit on Roxy. Took me to breakfast. Took her to breakfast. Of course, on you know, tour life, Simon. I mean, it's that's translates to. Oh my god, it's not tour if a violinist doesn't take me out for breakfast. So, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, and that translates to you know that breakfast came after doing the walk of shame. La la la. Anyway, that's not the case. Supposedly. No, that's not the case. I mean, who do we who do we really believe <laughs> wow. here, oh right, Simon? Gosh. Anyway, but yeah. Sully from Boston, good old Sully from Boston, writes oh in. I won't lie. When you two were talking about the older guy string player interested in Roxy, I was really hoping the end of the story was that it was the fiddle player who now resides in St. Louis. That would have had another level of amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so basically, he's saying he wished the story ended with that being Chuck. Right. Tiny Chuck. Right. And he's he lives in Springfield, not St. Louis. What a but, love triangle that would have been. Uh, all right. I'm going to go throw up in my mouth now. And... Really? I mean, you know, Roxy, I, I play guitar, so it's, it's oh, some sort of string okay. instrument. He's like, and you I know, live right across so... the street, so... Exactly. So if it's strings you're after. Strings you're after. Uh, it might be more than strings. I don't know. But anyway. Oh. Um, and then we have some. Oh, God. Um, no strings attached. Is that where we're going? Oh, uh, that's a good show, right? Is that a show? That's a movie. Okay. First of all, Roxy. And it's also the name of the album for NSYNC. And? No strings attached. And? and? And a it's terrible a broad... album for a string quartet because okay. they, it's just silence. Okay. Right. <laughs> a little John Cage. But. I also believe it's a Broadway show. Actually, I believe it's called No Strings. That's correct. So I was, cl- oh, now you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, because you dropped one word, now now Roxy knows. Okay. <laughs> oh, No Strings. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. show. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, who cares uh, if they're now, attached? Yeah. Whether there's none, if there's no strings, it doesn't matter if they're attached or not, right? Right. Anyway, so Roxy, tell everyone the exciting news about Summer of Littles 3.1. There are new venues and a venue update. So there are three new venues. They are Park City, Utah, Saratoga Springs, New York, and Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Okay. Now, that one, I would think most people would go, whoa, let's let's head there. I got to be honest. I'm more excited about the Saratoga Springs because they're going, I believe, check the website, summeroflittles.com, but I believe they're going to the Saratoga Raceway. Whoa. That's clever. That's cool. That's a really good one. So if you're up in the Capital District area, I would highly recommend you hit that because that's a lot. That's going to be a lot of fun, it sounds like. Yeah, you like spent a lot of oh, your life there. Oh, many summers there. Many of my summers there because it was the August place to be. Now it's the summer place to be because, of course, as Uncle Tony says, all your answers are money. So they were like, oh, we can make more money. So let's extend the racing season even earlier into July. It might even yeah. go into September. Who knows? But... So yeah, it used to just be the August place to be. Now it's the summer place. That's, That's awesome. going to be a lot of fun. Bravo to whoever came up with that idea. Yeah, the little summeroflittles.com. Yeah, I mean, Check it's it not going to be as yeah. fun as Hurley's in New York City, of course. <gasps> but, you know, it's a, yeah. good, it's a good second. Simon, are you coming? Oh, I'll be at the one in um, Sydney. Yeah. What? You can't tease the littles like that, Simon. <laughs> no, I mean, I, there I might find, be some littles I, in Massachusetts that would maybe make that flight if they knew you were going to be there. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to single anyone else out. Truth, but truth. Well, well, well. Yeah. I, I do plan on being at the Hurley's location. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, as we mentioned earlier, it is National Moonshine Day, which we're, I don't know, I'm not saying we're excited about. I have a good story. Roxy has a story. She's kind of scared to tell on the air but i'm gonna try to talk her into it mine real quick is we were on tour it's always back on tour with tiny chuck with tiny chuck actually yeah and we were in a bar it was arnie's it's very well known bar in archie's no it's not archie's i asked chuck off air i text him and he's like archie's i'm like it's not archie's (laughs) oh tiny chuck i go it's arnie's it was i was right it's arnie's it's in tulsa oklahoma it's it's a dive that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) So much a dive where I don't remember if it was last call or whatever. It was probably like two or three in the morning. And, you know, when you're on tour, you meet the locals, you're hanging out, you're you're in a bar, you're hanging out and you're just talking. And next thing I know, the band for Music Man, <laughs> the National Tour of Music Man, were in the parking lot drinking moonshine out of this guy's trunk. He literally <laughs> oh opened God. his trunk. It reminded me of like the Duke Boys kind of thing. You know, he's mm-hmm. just... I don't know. Anyway, I couldn't even get a sip. It burned so bad. It was just... Have you ever had moonshine, Simon? I've only had the fake stuff, you know, that like that you buy in a store and then you're like, this is moonshine. It's just oh. like pure sugar. No, this yeah. is this was right out of a local's trunk. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it was doing Good in there. Stuff. I don't... Re- you know, you think back after this pandemic, like the things we did. Yeah. Like we had no hesitation to just unscrew the top and start drinking out of this guy's random guy that we met in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But all I remember is our trumpet player. I won't name his name. He now lives in Texas. Great trumpet player. He like guzzled it. I don't know how he did that. I really have no idea how he did that. I could not even get like a sip down and it just burned my throat. So I don't wow. know. Anyway, so Roxy. Yeah. Uh, moonshine. You ever had moonshine? I sure have. You have. Where was that? Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, you're going to say the city. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this was on tour. So, Littles, we touched upon this briefly in our during our Meet the Host episode. Oh, did we? Yeah, where Chuck and I sort of started 
maybe hanging out in Tennessee. Oh, so, so now it's maybe hanging out. Okay. Well, he saw the flowers. He got jealous. He asked me out. Oh, right. That that story. Right. We had apples to apples. He asked me to hang out. I said, no, I'm going to bed. Anyway, a couple days later, I went out with some of the cast after the show, and we went downtown and listened to some great music. So I actually had moonshine, and I don't know if you can consider this real moonshine because it was pumpkin flavored they had flavored moonshine so i don't know it tasted good i had a lot get back to the hotel and i actually had a little bit of courage to a little bit text chuck and say hey what are you doing a lot of it so then we started hanging out and that was kind of the beginning of this beautiful beginning of the end wow and now we're married all because of moonshine yeah it gave me the courage i needed to ask him out so obviously the moonshine (laughs) national moonshine day is Gotta be one of my favorite days. So yeah, big day for you June guys. June fifth. I mean, it didn't happen on National Moonshine Day. day. Wait, what? What do you talk? What happened? Nothing I mean, happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, we better get out of here. We have today Littles, one of the most kind and patient Littles when it comes to us and the yeah. podcast. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Come on back because it's time to meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Keep listening. It's really funny. episode by Jason Udoff and this song is called All Day and if you want to get in touch with Jason you can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Udoverse that's at Y-U-D-O-V-E-R-S-E Jason also has his own website that is JasonUdoff.com that is J-A-S-O-N Y-U-D-O-F-F dot com and as always we'll play the full song all day at the end of the podcast Baby, I've got all day all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and boy do we have a fun one for you today please welcome to the podcast jenny robbins hey jenny how's it going hey guys how are you we're doing great we're great yeah thank you so much for coming on oh thanks for having me so uh, I know you've heard a few of the episodes here and there, and you're playing catch up a little bit, which we'll get into a little bit, but um, we turn it over to you. Tell the Loyal Littles anything they might want to know about Jenny. Sure. So my name is Jenny Robbins. I live in Annapolis, Maryland. So that's how I started listening to the podcast, being kind of local. It's right around the D.C. area. Yep. So it's about 45 minutes outside of D.C. And I'm originally from North Carolina, so sometimes the Southern accent will come out. <laughs> just, a, just a forewarning. May or may not. <laughs> Uh, but it, you never know. So I started listening to the show probably, I've been it for 20 years, so probably 19 years ago. I started listening to it as a radio show on ESPN, and then I just kind of followed it through every iteration from there. And so where did you, you grow up in North Carolina? Yeah, I did. I grew up in North Carolina. Okay. And did you go to school down there or anything like that? I did. I went to NC State. Oh, wow. Wolfpack. Yep. Wolfpack. You know, it's funny. We had a little conversation about that recently about how you have to be Duke or North Carolina, and I forget who it was that tweeted something that he was like hell no he was like, <laughs> he it was, was probably james cunningham maybe maybe probably yeah. was mm-hmm. yeah. so and so what did you go to school for what do you do all that kind of stuff so my degree's in zoology and Ooh. i grew up on a large farm so i always thought i wanted to be a veterinarian until i worked at a vet for nine years and decided that i can't deal with crazy people and their pets Right before my senior year, between my junior and senior year in college, I decided to add another year just because I didn't want to do that. So I tried doing some research in a lab, but I was stuck by myself, which I didn't really like. And so I wound up going an extra year and getting a teaching degree. So I taught zoology, AP biology, and low-level biology for 11 years. Oh, wow. And so, 
Then I got fed up with the system and I now work as an orthopedic consultant. So now I work in the operating room. Oh, wow. That was a lot to get. That was a lot of one spiel, but that was pretty much the spiel. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's all over the place. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So so it's still, you know, working with the body, just, you know, different bodies. Sure. Sure. Wow. wow. So now what was it like growing up on a farm? That was fabulous. At, well, I had to cut the grass today at my own house. As a kid, you kind of hated all the chores you had to do and all the, the farm labor and the hard work. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, you quickly realize that that instills a huge work ethic. Yep. And mm -hmm. the fact that I love air conditioning. So two things <laughs> I gained from that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that Makes sense. I love air conditioning and the fact that it, it did. Like you get, I get up early. I'm a morning person. Let me go ahead and get the day done. Yep. Which is fine for my job because my cases are early in the morning, so it's good. But yeah. it does still a ethic. But we had, I mean, we had, we raised cattle. We had horses and a sundry of animals over mm -hmm. the years. So Did you have we a had monkey? A, we did not have a monkey or a chimp. <laughs> okay. The reason I bring that up is because we're very similar. I was letting you get this all out. But I grew up on a farm as well. And we actually had a monkey, which is kind of crazy. Did you really? Yeah. My, my, a spider monkey. Oh, and it wore a diaper. Go? It wore a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was kind of offended because I was like a sophomore in high school or something. And I was like, so we had the choice of do we put my son through college or do we buy a monkey? They bought a monkey. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot of play out of the monkey. Actually, I think you probably know by now that we're both involved in theater. Yeah. And one of the shows I did in Summerstock one year was called Good News, which yeah. I'm not sure if you know. Uh, some of the songs, uh, The Best Things yeah. in Life are Free. Varsity Drag. The varsity yeah. Drag. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But one of the running themes is it takes, it's about a, it's Tate University and it's a college football team and the running gag throughout the show. And it was a movie too, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's a running gag is the mascot. So the theater asked to borrow our monkey as the mascot for one of the scenes in the show. And, oh, what a nightmare. Cause I'm the one that had to take care of it. Yep. Well, and they can be so temperamental too. Oh my gosh. That, and I think I've never met one that was not temperamental. Yeah. It's they're prima donnas. They yeah. really are. Yeah. This is so funny having this conversation. Like I won't say how many years later, but many years yeah. later and yeah. holy cow. Like I had to wear gloves cause it kept biting me and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, it's, it was a nightmare. Just, I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to change your diaper. Let me get in there. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh. My so I can't imagine. Did it bite anyone else? No, no, no. It's just when oh, you were trying good. to change his diaper. Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't like that. It just did not like that whatsoever. Now, I will say one of the cutest things on this planet is watching the spider monkey eat spaghetti. It's the oh, it's the most adorable thing on this planet. You know, it just slips. Up. Oh, and the other thing, and we actually added this into the show. Yeah. Uh, one of his other favorite things was to lick lollipops. Oh, sugar. Is that bad? <laughs> no. Did it make him hyper? Oh, maybe that's why. No. Probably. <laughs> no, I no anyway, so. but the cutest thing was, anyway. I mean, it makes so, some kids hyper. He would, right. <laughs> right. He would lick the lollipop and he would lick a hole through the center of it. So it almost looked like one of those oval lollipops. Oh. That's how he would eat it. And he, he would just keep licking it. And, that's um, funny. Well, anyway, they, this was in the show. This was actually in our show. At the end of Act One, the guy would come in. It was the new mascot. And he came in riding. And the costume department even made him a little pair of pants to go over the diaper with the big red varsity oh letter God. T for Tate <laughs> University. I mean, it was a hit. I mean, the theater loved it. That's the right. audiences loved it. And he came up on the guy's shoulder eating a lollipop while he was. Oh, uh, my stars. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty <laughs> adorable. And how we got onto this topic, I don't know. But yeah. um, I take directions. It's OK. I can just flow right along with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing very well. Actually, I was more scared about, should we be telling this person what we fed our Right. <laughs> uh, like maybe, yeah. I, I will say it led a long, long life. Now, I can't believe the stuff I'm divulging. <laughs> when we sold our my childhood home, because my parents retired and they moved down to Tennessee, they sold the monkey with the house. Okay. What? Yeah. Well, the person, <laughs> I swear I could not make this up. The person who bought the house had an orangutan, had a pet orangutan. So when they came to look at the house, they met, his name was Captain Jack. That's what gave my parents the idea. They were concerned about making this move with the monkey. They knew it had a good home and it was going to be a, a nice transition and stuff like that. So That's really smart. I mean, because animals don't do well with change at all, mm -hmm. especially like that, because they're attached. So, and attached to 
inanimate things like a house, like what they're used to, their familiar surroundings. So right. that's yeah. actually probably smart. Yeah. And basically what they did was I, you know, it's funny. I've always wanted to go back and see the inside of this house years later, what they did to it and stuff. Uh, Cause I know they remodeled the whole thing. And one of the things they did was it was a big house. We, I had four siblings. So there's oh, five kids, yeah. you know, four bathrooms, you know, I mean, it's just crazy big house. That's why my mom was like, I'm done. I'm not cleaning this anymore. <laughs> She's like, You're all out of the house. I'm done. And so they, one of the downstairs things where like one of my drum sets was they turned that room into like a big play area for the animals mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I wonder if they got more. I don't know. I, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it sounds like they're kind of collecting them at this point. So yeah, right. maybe. I mean, this is a long yeah. time ago, so I don't even know if they're still around or whatever and yeah. stuff like that. Well, but. and they're actually harder to, those types of animals like that are much harder to get these days because of legal issues than mm, yes. they were back you Absolutely. Know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, I got to be honest. I was surprised how easily we obtained this spider monkey. I don't remember where they got it from because I was only in high school. I don't remember didn't really pay attention you used to be able to buy them at pet stores wow because they were little yeah i mean i was seeing them at a pet store back home in raleigh they had them wow, wow. that's so interesting yeah. all right let's get back to you shall we oh, uh, sure so well one thing i did notice uh i think it was yeah. on your twitter page so i did do some minor call it lurking oh someone said lurking <laughs> we love that term because i didn't yes. want to call it stalking so we call it lurking yes. well i'm gonna let you tell so you're from the east coast you're from north carolina you now live in the dc area favorite sport favorite teams Baseball uh -huh. uh, and the Dodgers. Yeah. I know that's, I have to explain that. I have to explain yeah. it to everyone. That's why I that's brought it up. <laughs> yes, it is bizarre. And I do, I do have to caveat that with, since I moved up here, the Nationals came here, I think a year after I moved. So I am used to the Nationals. I go there, I go there many times during the season to watch games and I do love them. However, I will always cheer for the Dodgers over them. Because, you know, that's my team. And well, how but, did that become? So growing up in North Carolina, my dad, for some reason, in the 50s, was a Dodgers fan. And I guess, you mm. know, and I guess the closest team, I mean, they had the Senators here. Yeah. And St. Louis, I guess, would have been the next one. Because the, there were no Braves. The Braves were in Milwaukee, Milwaukee at that point. Right. So my dad was a huge Dodgers fan. So he didn't have that revulsion of them when they left because he was never close by to them sure. in New York. So I grew up being a Dodgers fan and I grew up understanding. I can remember the first game, the first World Series. I remember I was seven years old and every year I would watch the World Series with my dad and it was the Pirates and the Orioles and being a little seven year old who loves animals. Well, I'm going to cheer for the Orioles. Of course. <laughs> because it's a cute little bird. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then my dad had to explain. I already knew that I had to cheer for the Dodgers, but they weren't in it. So my dad had to explain to me the evils of the American League. And that I had to cheer for the National League team. And so I did. Wow. Like, and there used to be this one, and there, there was this one poster in the outfield of a pirate strangling a little Oriole bird. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And come to find out many years later, after I moved up here, one of my good friends, who is an Orioles fan from here, he, that was his first World Series game that he ever went to, was that, was that series. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of funny. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like a couple of years ago for you being in DC? Um, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, they beat us to get there. Right. So there was hostility, but you can't, you, I can't get, you can't get mad. Mm. You really can't. Unless it's the Braves, the Braves in my world, because growing up the Braves in the eighties and nineties were so yeah. good and everybody became a Braves fan out of the woodwork, I think in the South, because that was the only team really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, they represent all this evil in the world. And even growing up, for some reason, when there were two divisions, the East and the West, the Braves were in the West division with the Dodgers. So I always grew up with a disdain for them because they were always in the same division mm. until they added three divisions in. So That's I do love baseball. Yeah, it's, we do too. It's great. That's our... It's, it is. Yeah. It's so much it fun to watch. So how do you feel, since you're such a big fan, how do you feel about the new additions and new rules and like the double header seven innings, the runner on second, all that stuff? Well, you know, the only time it actually came into play was the perfect game. Like that kind of made me sad. Yeah. Like when you, but it was the game, like it was seven innings. Yeah. But that kind of threw a little kink in it. But for honestly, for me, I, they're not major changes. And football... Everybody's a football fan. I am not. My dad was not a football fan, so I did not grow up a football fan. The Super Bowl is, for me, a great place to have a party. Right. Sure. I mean, that's just how I look at it. Yep. But it's just not my game. But there's so many people because it's on once a week, and everybody can watch it, and everybody seems to like it. And I think baseball is one of those old-timey sports that you lose a lot to the one game a week. 
you know, and baseball fans, I think, are slowly kind of not dying out per se, but you need to bring something back to the game. Well, speaking of then, okay, so that's where I got it. I feel like I run into this. I play a lot of ball here in the city, uh, softball, obviously, Mm -hmm. and I run into this situation where I feel like all the managers and teams, they're trying to find loopholes to the rules and get around things and stuff like that. And I feel like baseball players did that. So now it's become like the home run strikeout type thing. What I, please don't shoot me down littles, but I love the extra inning rule now. I absolutely love it because it almost forces the teams to play old school. Okay. I can't tell you how many times we've let off with a double and we're tie score bottom of the ninth and i'm like screaming at my television set why aren't you bunting Mm -hmm. get him over to third we hit a sack fly we go home you know what i mean it's like so to me fundamentally it's right there in front of you it's very easy and they're like of course you know if you got you someone from my world big poppy coming up you're not going to ask big poppy to bunt okay but part of me i'm like why not Mm -hmm. like let's your job is to get him over to third now half the time poppy would even if he hits a deep fly to the outfield, it gets them over to third. So I see the point. But you know what I mean? I love that it kind of forces them to go old school with the runner in second. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I think annoys me the most over, you know, watching baseball for so many years is the missing of utility players. Mm, Something that can do everything. But now kids, like even in like little league, T-ball, they're teaching you to hit a home run. Yeah. They're not teaching you to hit a line drive between second and third. Like they're not te- they're not teaching you random things like that right. to the open field. Hit it where and they ain't. That, <laughs> right. And that loses you lose that part of the game. And that's what makes it so exciting are those plays. But you know, when a batter strikes, you know, stands up there and just keeps hitting foul balls out because all he's trying to do is hit it over the fence. That's but that's all they teach them now as kids. Yeah. They don't teach the fundament, the fundamentals like we're used to. Or at least I'm old, so I'm used to watching. Let's put it that way. Well, we were actually a couple of weeks ago walking by one of the ball fields in Central Park, and there was like a little after-school program with little kids. And Chuck her- overheard their coach saying something to them, and he was like, "Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him." <laughs> but that's the thing too. I think, especially with sports, I mean, everybody wants to be the biggest, the baddest, the greatest. Yep. I mean, I-, I taught high school for 11 years. I can't tell you how many kids crossed in my past that were going to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And you're in North Carolina, too. So yeah, I mean, right. that, that's a dream of most kids. So, like, really, how many of them came a basketball player? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be good in your small, but that's you're trained to seek that greatness, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And so I think all sports have succumbed to that. Yeah. And yeah. baseball is definitely the last one. And hockey. Hockey is an exception to most rules, too. But hockey fans are very different fans than any other I have ever come across, other than, like, soccer fans, like European soccer Mm. fans. I mean, Mm -hmm. we know they're all crazy as cut snakes. (laughs) But it's definitely one of those things, too. Like, hockey fans, it's a totally different environment. Sure. Totally different. And they're old school. It's hockey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can can hit people with sticks. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me, uh, lacrosse was a big sport for our Mm -hmm. college. And it just always cracked me up. And I was just, my definition was, yeah, go just beat the crap out of everyone. Oh, and if that ball comes rolling by, pick that up and throw it in the goal too. (laughs) Otherwise, just go beat the crap out of everyone. That's what I felt like they were doing. That's exactly how I define lacrosse. Because growing up, lacrosse was not, I think at college we had an intramural team. Mm -hmm. But none of the colleges, Duke or Carolina, none of the big colleges had lacrosse teams. And um, that is not a sport that I grew up with. But when I moved to Maryland, it's the state sport. It's everywhere. And yeah. I was, I'm trying to figure out the rules. And nobody's really good at explaining them. Is it kind of like hockey? It's kind of like soccer. Just, I just need a little guidance. I'm trying to make it up as I go along. But I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, if you would have told me in high school that I could have played with a stick, dude, I live in the South. Yeah. Like, I would have jumped on that. Exactly. Like, really? I could hit people with a stick. Great. Right. Yeah. How does that never catch on in the South? I do not understand. Yeah. Who knows? So, but in, yeah. and going real quick back to the baseball, I mean, I will say this, though, in my defense. I, I will say I don't think these new rules should be in the playoffs. And I don't think they are. I don't. I don't. I think they're just regular season games. And there's yeah. obviously no doubleheaders they anyway are. during the playoffs. So I do wish there were more day games during the playoffs. Mm, I really do wish that. That would be cool. But that's a whole nother topic. Oh as, as Uncle Tony says, all your answers. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So, it really is. Well, listen, Jenny, you can stick around, right? Yeah. Okay, because we have so much more to get into. Uh, sure. But we, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, 
Chuck. We haven't done a Littles Helping Little segment in quite a while, so why don't we do one of these? Let's start with our good friend Rob Colpeen, also known as the Swagmaster. So don't forget, if you need any swag, head on over to him. But don't forget, he also has this other really fun thing. It's these back grips, and it's Diamond Bat Grip. Com. That's where you can find those. They're really cool. I have one myself. Use it. It's fantastic. Feels great. Diamondbackgrip.com. Next, we have Eric Londergan. He is our great cartoonist, and he has a red bubble shop. You can go to redbubble.com and type in Eric Londergan, all one word, and check out all of the cool things that he has created with his artwork. And let's not forget our good friend, Kevin Stanfield. This is actually his daughter. She's collecting money for the Creative Collab Center for the Performing Arts. Obviously, that's near and dear to us, and I will post that information in the show notes. We also have Jared Schofer, who is making his way across the country. He is in Virginia as we speak, and you can donate to his fund for cancer research. You can go to his Venmo, which is at Jared2112. And last but not least, Claire Natolo posted this on Facebook, and we thought it was worthy of a definite mention for Littles Helping Littles. She writes, Many of you know Mindy Anderson, a wonderful little from Missouri. Last week, her husband suffered a devastating attack and has been hospitalized ever since. A GoFundMe has been set up to help her family. Would you please consider supporting this dear little and her family? Mindy is one of the most giving, kind, and gracious people you'd ever want to know. You could even put a TK Little next to your name so she knows the Littles are there for her. And we'll also post the information for the GoFundMe link in the show notes. So, Littles. Help Littles. All right, Roxy. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are having such a great time here with Jenny Robbins from Annapolis. Is that what you said? Yep, Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah, is that that where you did that show, Roxy? Uh, That is. I spent a summer in Annapolis, 2012. I was the lead in Dames at Sea at Infinity Theater Company. Infinity Theater, that's what it is. Really? Yeah. And I love Annapolis. It is the cutest town in the world. I've only been there for a hot second. Like I went down for like a day trip. Yeah, this is, I was there before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before we met. Yeah, it was so, it was such a fun summer. Well, it's one of those places too. My best friend moved up here that I used to teach with in North Carolina and I would come to visit and I just fell in love with it. I mean, it's a small town. Mm -hmm. You pretty much know everybody. It's smaller than the town that I grew up in North Carolina. So people think that it's the capital. Actually, most people think Baltimore is the capital, but whatever. But <laughs> let's be honest. But I mean, it really is. It's it's tiny. And I lived I lived right downtown. So until recently, I bought a house literally two miles away from where my other house was. But I'm not directly downtown where I was. Yeah. And downtown's fabulous because I I'm in Eastport now, so it's just across the little tiny little bridge. But yep. you know, I could stumble home from the Bourbon Bar. Like it was great. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's something too yeah. about having the Naval Academy there. I don't know. Growing up, I was always obviously appreciate the military, but there was something about the Navy. I would say I loved the Navy like over all the others, you know, there's right. something about that. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is just so stunning. pretty. Well, it also mm-hmm. seems like up. all those shows that we're, we do always have the Navy guy right. like, on, on the town, dames at sea. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. They're fun to write about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's funny growing up in North Carolina, we had several military bases and you know, a lot of military bases, it's, it's rough. The areas where they are and it's, it's very different. So when I first moved to Annapolis, like the, the, the Naval Academy, I'm like this is this is it? Like, because you're you don't expect that. You're used to a military base and how that looks and the connotations that's around it. Yep. And Annapolis is pretty much hidden. It's it's not, it's definitely not the same thing. No. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. And West Point's the same way. Yeah, that's yeah. in the middle of nowhere. I've played. I've yeah. been there. Go many Navy, times. beat Army. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> right, right. So. so well, now let's get into let's get back towards the show a little bit because being in that area i'm sure that you've you've been to a jingle fest i assume i have been to every jingle fest but the first one the oh. first one i was on call and it seemed a little sketchy i'll be honest 100 <laughs> percent on it was i was on call and i had a hip fracture and so i had to go in for that and i brought my clothes that i was going to go because i was going by myself mm-hmm. again and so, because you can't really explain this weirdness to people other than it's like a Star Trek convention, but that right. even makes it sound worse. 
Right. Somebody said, somebody, I think Anita once said it was like a Civil War reenactment, which is kind of, I guess that's a little bit closer to it. But anyway, so it was torrential downpours. And I'm sure you've heard the story, like the tent where they were outside almost caved in mm-hmm. because of the rain. Uh-huh. And so I finished my case and it was probably 7.38 and I'd have to drive to Northern Virginia. And it was probably about an hour drive. And I was like, I just don't have it in me. And so I, you know, drove home. Right, right. <laughs> right. And, you know, the second one, the second one was huge because he was still with ESPN at the time and was backed and there were a lot of people there, but you still got to meet people. And that was the first one I think for people like I had gone out to Gretchen Wu was in town a couple weeks before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know who Gretchen Wu is, right? Yeah. The stories. So she's she was in town and so Mark Schaefer. I'm trying to think who else was there. Um, Neil from Rockville was there, Bobby Godfrey was there, and there were a couple other people that were there that we all met out to have a drink. Um, so I met some of them before that a couple weeks before. And the first really big one was the second one. And so everybody, because you don't really know anybody, you're booking hotels all over DC. And even though I live in Annapolis, it's about a 35 minute drive to where it was. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm probably going to be drinking. I'll just get a hotel room for the night. And now, even if it's in Northern Virginia, I just get the hotel room for the whole weekend because it's a weekend of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just pack my bags for the weekend and stay two or three days like everybody else. And we all stay together because now it's more planned. After the second one, everything was kind of planned. We're yeah. In a big hotel together. And so it, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It's like a convention, like you said. Almost. It really is. It's like yeah. a convention. Yeah. But a freak convention because it's really tried. It's hard to explain it. <laughs> exactly. A now, convention about an, about an old bald sportscaster. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. right. Now, for the littles that don't believe me, when I, I know I've said this on the podcast before, when we take these breaks, we do do some chit chat. So one thing I did want to, which was hilarious to me, was your real friends, they, oh, yeah. they like get jealous about when you want to go hang out with your little friends or something. Oh, so, uh, like, are you with your little friends? <laughs> and there have been interactions between the two over the years. COVID kind of shut a lot of stuff down too, because Rob yeah. and Jamie moved. They moved about a summer before COVID. So like that early fall, maybe mm-hmm. they moved to the area. So those would be the ones that I see. And I see Heather and Jason Miller a lot. But COVID has kind of shut a lot of that down well, sure. yeah. um, just because we're not, right. you know. Right. Yeah. Well, we're hoping Whatever. Summer of Littles 3.1 right. will change that, hopefully. No, right? I'm hoping. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been vaccinated since February because I work in an OR. But yeah, I think everybody is on that train now. Yeah. So it feels safer going out now. Sure. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So. so any good jingle stories, though? Well, well you're not I a jingle. Think... You, you don't do jingles, I'm right? not a jingler. I did write one jingle about... You just assumed of the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. The Christmas yeah, song. Of uh-huh. course. So I wrote a jingle about that for Jingle Fest. Oh, and okay. I tried to get Joe Arrow to sing it. And Joe's like, I can't sing a song with my name in it. Well, like, <laughs> I don't know what else rhymes with this. <laughs> like, I sing the jingles a lot. I listen to them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get my MRI, that's what I sing in the MRI because I don't like them. And so it actually calms me down because they're silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the jingles come in handy a lot. So, and there's some songs that you I've sung so much, like Balding Jordan Spieth, like I can't hear the original song. Right. Like Rolling in the Deep, I just sing it. There's right. no song. The same thing with Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I was just going to say that. And yeah. that's the one I can't sing the original one. Oh, she, Tony Kornheiser, I, man. That's I'm like, Tony Kornheiser, yes, That's man. all I can hear now. Yeah. Yes. Or yeah. Dancing Queen, you know, Dairy Queen. That yeah. one, that's another one. <laughs> so a lot of the songs have been ruined a lot because yeah. of that. Sure. Yeah, but it's okay. They've been ruined. Yeah. Uh, Well, hello. Can we get back to your jingle? So, are you are you saying this never got recorded? No, it's never got recorded. I put it up there. I think it was after the third or fourth jingle fest. Is it on Little Songs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It could have been. It might not have been Little Songs at the time, but Jerry brought everything over. Sure. Sure. So yeah, I never. That's the that's the only one, and that one just came to me literally one day yeah well littles i'm gonna like yeah. put a plea out here we need to get this recorded i don't even remember what it was but it was it was good it was cute i think i think it was cute but it did have joe's name in it just like i can't sing it it's got my name in it that's <laughs> that can't good i'm like no that's true all right fair enough but we've got others that, other people can uh, sing it <laughs> i might look into yeah. this actually not that i don't have enough to yeah. do already but you yeah know, i've mingled and jingled a little bit God, I, I can tell you if it's not up there there's no way i'm gonna remember what it was <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well fingers <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> if it's gone if it's you know it's out there it's gone, gone away. yeah, yeah that, there's no way i can bring it back i can tell you that gotcha so, yeah. 
do you have any siblings or anything like that? I do. I have an older brother. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but not a little, I assume. No. Oh. And again, he just kind of, yeah, because it's funny during the pandemic, he actually moved up here with me. He wanted to change from Raleigh cause he's lived in Raleigh all his life. So he kind of wanted to change. So he's moved up here with me. And so he hears me. He's like, are those, those people? <laughs> it's just, it, you know, and <laughs> I'm like, they're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they really are. Like I would, there's so many littles that I would move heaven and earth to do for, because I've known them at this point for six years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first time I remember the second Jingle Fest, which is the first one that I went to, we had dinner at the Palm before. And, you know, I walk in again, you literally have to coach yourself to do it mm-hmm. because you don't know these people. I mean, other than on Twitter, because Twitter's mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm on, which is basically for sports to look at cute puppies and kittens. And for the littles now, like that is the, the thread for me. Right. And right. so I think Facebook is a devil. So I, I don't need that much drama in my life. <laughs> right. So, um, so I'm standing there and I think it was Bonnie was there and Bonnie had name tags. And so you had to fill out your name tag and I'm literally filling out mine. And there's this blonde haired lady that's standing to the side and drinking a gin and tonic, a Tito's and tonic and with lime. And all of a sudden she looks at me, she's like, Jenny. And I'm like, Hey, I don't know if it's madam because some people don't have their faces on Twitter. Right. It was Anita. Yeah. When you said the line, I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows that drink. Yep. And Sean Morrissey's too. They drink the same thing. Oh, um, okay. So it's one of those things that you're like, oh my God. And you just start a conversation like you have known each other for right. years mm. because you've been talking for so long. And, you know, if you think about why people are friends, you're friends because you have something in common. Yeah. And what we have in common is this weird podcast and that's enough. And it's great. I mean, I have lifelong friends that I will have forever. Yeah. Yeah. And who I never would have met before. Yeah, I'm I'm noticing that. Yeah, this is so sweet to hear all this. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's, we it's... haven't officially in person met anybody yet, but I yeah. do feel like if we went to a Jingle Fest or went to oh Summer of gosh, Littles, it would me? be like... Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's such a cool community. I mean, that's kind of why I came up with the concept for this podcast yeah. is because I wanted to hear the voices, you know, yes. behind some of these Facebook and Twitter comments. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and right. behind the emails and just kind of wanted to hear Shad's voice and him do a yes. haiku and, yeah. and you know... <laughs> You know, Mike from Burke, Virginia. You know, the list goes on and on, obviously. Duh. Oh, and Mike from Burke. Oh, my God. He is the nicest person. Yeah. That's scary tall, though. He's really tall. Really? Yeah? Yeah, he's sneaky tall. Okay. Yeah. He's probably 6'5". Wow. What? Wow. Maybe not 6'5". Six, six. Still, yeah, that's amazing. That I don't tall. believe that came up on his interview. Nope. Uh-huh. Well, I, it wouldn't. But to somebody, again, who has that persona, because, again, you, you do it the first time you meet him, you have that persona in your head, and sure. you're like, yeah. So oh, it's that. Great. it's that kind of that perception that you have because you're just seeing a face now are you a big friday five fan have you ever done one of those no but i know it from your podcast because again i'm not on facebook oh that's right yep facebook's the devil uh. it sure is <laughs> let me tell you you know i, I think don't... all social media is but facebook is probably yeah. the worst <laughs> yeah well it, like i don't it, especially in my job I, you know i used to work with residents all the time mm-hmm. and there's so many things I was like i don't need these people involved in my life yeah like, i feel like broadcasting your life out there and I mean I know people I had we had a girls brunch because it's the first time we could all be together for the pandemic right we had a girls brunch a couple Sundays ago at my house and there were great pictures and my brother's posting them all on his Facebook page but I'm like I'm not on Facebook it's not showing up under me like (laughs) it's fine especially when you talk about politics or different things people just just it's just out their opinions and I'm like I don't care I know you as a person if you're going to be that stubborn, then I just don't want to know it. Keep that hidden. Well, I also you feel know? like there are certain topics that are just not really appropriate for social media. There are topics that should be discussed over the phone, in person, like an actual conversation. And you can't really have that on social media. But people seem to insist that they can, and they do, and it's terrible. Yeah. Even in the littles groups, that happens sometimes. Yeah. It happened to me two days ago where I, this is how I'm, I'm going to, point at myself and say how stupid I was. Someone was quoting some famous movie and I thought he was just going off on a comment another little made. And I just did one of those. I, I literally just did one of those like dear, wide-eyed, emoji. wide-eyed emojis. Like <laughs> then he, he commented to me saying, look, no offense to you or anything, but blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, 
And I had to reply, I'm like, oh my gosh, none taken. I just, I was just having one of those, well, that escalated quickly moments, not realizing he was quoting a, <laughs> but do you see how easily it can get yeah, miskewed mis- yeah. so quickly? Now, luckily we had a very civil exchange about it, but yeah. you know, it was just one of those moments where it was, oh my gosh, but we ended up having to apologize to each other because <laughs> it was so silly and it was really nothing, but ugh, And you don't it. know the context from which, it's just like an email. Yeah. Right. And you get an email and it can come off as terrible and you yep. didn't mean it that way. Yep. yep. You know, because you don't hear the voice behind it. Exactly. They don't hear how you're saying it. Yep. And that's the thing that I think that social media has just, and to have kids, like I quit teaching 13 years ago. Oh, wow. So I think Facebook was just for like college. Yeah. I think MySpace was what was out at the time sure. when yeah. I was teaching. So, and not every kid had a cell phone and you couldn't have it in the room. So all that, I can't imagine dealing with that. And I can't have, a, I can't imagine a kid having a child that the bullies don't mm-hmm. stay at school. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. I can't, it just, it makes me very sad. Yeah. yeah. So for so that reason, scary. I just, and Twitter, like I have certain words turned off. Mm-hmm. So you know, anytime Trump comes up, it just doesn't show up in my timeline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I think I have to give a shout out to Jolene for showing me that feature for telling <laughs> yeah. me about, cause I had no idea. You gotta yeah. be honest, Twitter, we, I created, well, I had a Twitter account, never used it, got made yeah. much fun of by the woman who we're not supposed to say on this podcast because she looked at my Twitter page. Cause something she's like, don't you have a Twitter? Cause you're going to need one for this podcast. I'm like, really? I'm like, isn't Facebook enough? And she's like, Oh dear. No, 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 no. So I was like, well, here's my account. And so she looked at me, she, she came back and she goes, you've tweeted 10 times in the last 15 years. And I went, I know. She's like, you have one picture and it's sideways. <laughs> it's like, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I've learned so much about Twitter in the last three, four months since mm-hmm. we started this podcast. But yes, Jolene was the one I believe that came up to me. She's like, well, you know, you can just put these key words in. And they and, won't show and up. And they won't. I was like, oh my God, that's fantastic. So anyway. Well, I think it's, like, it's funny because when there was a function or something in DC, because I'm local, Claire would send something out on, oops, sorry. Uh, was it, <laughs> and then she would always either tweet or like send me a text to me and Neil Rockville because Neil is not on Facebook either. All right. So, and neither is Jason. I think those are the three that I can think of that aren't on mm-hmm. um, Facebook. I think yeah. it could just be the three of us. And I know Jason agrees with me that they, you know, Facebook is the devil. Right. So we've had that conversation several times. But I think it's one of those things because, and it's easy to turn off. Like if you miss something, you miss something. It's not going to come back and haunt you because it's not really directed towards you. So I think Twitter is just a lot more manageable. Sure. So now we just have some of these fun, dumb questions we call them. Actually, this one's not so, so much in that category, but it's brought, up, it's brought up some good times sometimes. So let's see what we got. What's a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? Okay. Okay. I can, hold on. Give me a second. Can you hear it? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's the circus song. Wait, so wait, wait. Visually, wait. You actually visually have to see that. Wait, 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 but, wait, 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 let's back up. Can we do this again? Because I thought this was, you were just doing some random Jeopardy music, no. thinking music. All right, do that no. again. So it's a much, much better visual. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, it's a circus song. Wait, that's amazing. But what are you doing? Like, <laughs> so you're, <laughs> you're humming and you're clicking at the same time? Yeah. And I you're mean, not clapping your hands at all. No, that was all no, that, with my with my mouth. Yeah. Right. Not, right. Okay. That all right. Made it sound worse. That made it sound so much worse. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So we might. <laughs> we, we might need for you when this episode comes out in the comments on the Twitter. <laughs> maybe you a should video. post a little video of that. <laughs> yeah. No pressure though. It's definitely a visual. You have to see it because they, people are amazed by it. Someone taught it to me years ago. And I, it's one of those things that I've just, you just keep it in your back pocket in case not any smile. Yeah, sure. <laughs> somebody's had a bad day, just sing the circus song. I mean, it doesn't, same thing, you know, we're all wearing masks now, so it doesn't work as well. Uh, you know? Sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Other hints, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a random one. That's, that's incredible. That's great. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's- that's yeah. bingo. Yes. Bingo. You win. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. Well, we're almost out of time. So this has been amazing. We really appreciate the time. Is there anything you want to plug? Now, we know you said you're on Twitter. I think it's Robbins underscore Jenny. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Robbins I'm underscore sure Jenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's about it. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a great time and all these stories are so great. As an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Under. You pull it up and then you tear. If it's over, you keep pulling down and then you just pull more toilet paper. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're an over. <laughs> no, I'm an adaptable person, so <laughs> I will do I will do what people wish in their own homes, but if I had my preference, it would be under. Whoa. I don't now I'm also not the person I am the person I do have some O C D tendencies and I will change your ornaments on your Christmas tree. That is a good Wait, if you change, have, change them to, like, if they're too cluttered in one area or... Right, or there's too many green, like, yeah. little balls next to each other. Like, I will totally change ornaments. If it's a stranger's house, I won't. But if it's someone I know, I just it's I just go to town. Wow. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> Wait, place. that could be kind of a game, though, and see, like, change it and see if they notice. I think some of my friends, when they have Christmas parties, they intentionally do it because they probably have, like, side bets as to how long it's going to take me to change it. <laughs> 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 Okay, we need yeah, to go I, to one of these Christmas parties. Because yeah. that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm kind of the same way, but only when I'm putting my tree up. Like, I don't go to other people's houses and do that. But I am very, I'm with you on that. I'm very yeah. particular about mm -hmm. making sure the colors are not clumped together right. in any yep. way or anything like that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. We really appreciate the time. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Loyal Littles. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Royal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. What's going on Simon here? Again. What is that voice? What do you mean, what's going on? What's here? going on here? You give them an inch, they take a mile here. Like, what do you think <laughs> this is? Giving, uh, giving the yeah, listeners yeah, what they want to hear, right? In in the voiceover world, that's called announcery, which they always tell me not to do. Oh, so I'm just you know, taking some liberties there. <laughs> okay. Now, well, sir, you can take it. They consistently liberties. tell you they want non-announcery voices, and they'll be like, "Make it more conversational, like you're talking to a friend." So then you'd be like, "I would say like, welcome to the Loyal Little Podcast," you know, and then they'll be like, mm, "Yeah, yeah, it's great." And then you watch the the actual commercial, and of course, it's welcome to the Loyal Little Podcast. Right, right, exactly. Cool. No, Thanks, guys. okay, yeah. so I have a funny story, podcast related. Tony related. So that happened to me when mm -hmm. I finally got the call to do PTI, fortune teller. And it was Bonnie. And I felt horrible because she literally goes, can you say, hey, Tony and Mike, who do you think's going to win? The Rams or the Falcons? Something like that. I forget. And I'm like, hey, Tony and Mike, how do you feel about the Tony? You know, and I was like, and she's like, um, can you just do it more conversational? <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, oh, my God, I, I finally get the phone call and I, she's going to bag me. Like, I'm not going to make it on the air now because I, I don't know how to do this. I've been doing this one my whole life. I now do a podcast and I'm going to screw this up. I'll use the nice word. Uh, luckily, she talked me down. I did it fine. And it only took two takes and it worked. And I was on Fortune Teller and it was very exciting. So thank you, Bonnie. That was great. Um, as we said in the opening, Vegas, baby. We're here. We're here. So we have a, a, a few people to thank. First of all. Uh, how we hang, got here? Hang on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I let this go in the first half of this, but you guys are in Vegas, right? Yeah. I don't see you on my booking my booking form. <laughs> no, so, a little confused. Wah, wah. We, we thought, Where are you staying? Why? Thought, I have. I now have three, three trailers, three. beautiful Airbnbs. Yeah, I, that's the latest scoop. That's why I've been away. I was renovating the third. Oh. We have three. Oh. Okay. Well, first of all, you said. Trailers, so I don't know that. To me, that doesn't sound too appealing. Tiny homes. Tiny. Listen, they are glamped up tiny homes, but they are in fact trailers. But yes, look, check it out. You've seen the pictures. Yes. Okay. Know? Let it's, me let me interrupt, Simon. Seriously, in all seriousness, I'm joke. I joke. These are lovely looking. I've never seen them yeah. first time. Maybe we'll get out. I don't know. We'll see. But they are lovely looking. Where, where can they find? It's an Airbnb, right? It's Airbnb. Yeah. I mean, if you obviously search Vegas and then select you can you can choose what type of home you can do unique homes you can select if you select tiny home then it's sh they should all come up ours are called we titled ours like unique luxurious tiny home they all have like some variation of luxurious or unique it's you know with the airbnb you have to have like catch words to like get people's attention so they don't right. actually have names but if you yeah if you search vegas and then select tiny homes and super hosts we are super hosts Ooh, then you um, congratulations see them. wow yeah okay this um, does sound great now and oh, how can they can just that's on Airbnb. They just search that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can I, if anyone wants to help us out, if you can if you find our properties, which maybe I can get the link somewhere for them to look at. And if you can just put it to the, add it to your wish list, 
even if it's not something you wish to do, it does help with your algorithms for us to like show oh. up more. Oh, absolutely. So if people listening don't mind, that would be really All right. No, I mean, no, seriously, we understand that. So that'd be great. We'd love to. We'd be more than happy to do that. And we might get out yes, there at some point. Yes, you're not actually staying. Yeah, so, well, all right. Yeah. So here's the thing. Roxy's never been to Vegas. So I've been here many times. So she kind of, I felt this was all, this is all on me. This is not on Roxy at all. Okay. So real quick, Littles, as we said in the last episode, my father couldn't be at the wedding. He's 91. He couldn't get from Nashville uh, up to Connecticut where we got married. So Roxy very generously said, well, what we should do is then immediately go down and at least spend some time with him. Just hang because he felt really bad that he couldn't be up there. And so that's what we did. And then, but I wanted to surprise her. And because I was only to get, now everyone knows I'm back to work. I was only able to get a limited time off from work, but I wanted to at least do something. Now it's not going to be the full blown honeymoon. So we're going to do that next year. The full blown honeymoon. This is a mini moon. This is, we're calling this a mini moon. So I knew there were a couple places also not knowing in the pandemic, all that stuff. So I decided she's never been to Vegas. New Orleans was on the short list as well because mm-hmm. she's never been there. And I love New Orleans as well. I felt bad because I was trying to keep it a surprise and then I couldn't because we needed stuff. We yeah, needed her information, information <laughs> just flight information. <laughs> right. I tried. But big shout out. I have to quick shout out Chuck Elias, who this is part of the reason, Simon. This was one of our Meet the Littles guests a couple episodes ago. And he's a, tr- a travel planner. So I was like, oh, well, how convenient. So... He actually just, I don't remember how it happened. I just said off the cuff, I was already just searching on my own. Like I'm about to swear. I was using Expedia, things like that. But I said to him, I'm like, look, here's the deal. I'm thinking of surprising Roxy with a little trip. If you want to just throw something together, let me know. Littles, he's great. Big, big, big shout out to it's the confident traveler.com. You can find him at C Elias at cruiseplanners.com or just call them. And that's what I did. Uh, because I'm like Tony, I want to talk to someone. I want to talk to a representative. Now, what he did was he threw something together and he put right in the email back saying, look, if this is not what you want, the flights are a different time. Just let me know. Get it up. So I eventually called him. I mean, he spent so much time on the phone with me getting exactly what I wanted, the type, the flights. If I did, I want a red eye back. Did I not? All this just details you would like to think. Uh, where we wanted to stay, that kind of stuff, on the strip, off the sh- all these things. He was great. Put the package together. Yeah. So we're here. And we're here. So it's great. So, wow. yeah. Sorry, Simon. Yours wasn't. No, one it's, of the fine. Choices. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you should, we need to hook you up with him because he might be able to put Do you something. in a package. Yeah. No, because you're. You really ex- should. I mean, it's definitely a different, like, it's, it's, a, it's for people that don't want to stay on the strip. That's yeah. What it is. It's, it's a, a very different experience. experience. Yep. It's, you know, it's, it's tiny homes and it's really, it's, it's, it's only 15 minutes from a strip and it's only 15 minutes from Red Rock National Park. So yeah. it's, yep. it's really great if you want to be in between those two things because they're both, the national park is gorgeous. So yeah. now I will say one thing though, Roxy, I feel like you're missing Nashville a little bit because uh, we've one big detail we forgot to point out when we, when you stay with my father, there's one benefit to that. And that is... Well, there are a few, but well, this okay. is probably my favorite. Right. He has a kitty. He has a kitty. And his name is Aww. Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and we're pretty sure it's a boy, but we've been calling it a she for like ever, so... And we he calls it Kitty, so he doesn't forget its name, I think. Yeah. And it's it's adorable. And it's a little black cat. He comes out and sits on little, the porch. With a little patch of white on its little chest. And comes to you when you come home. The second you step outside, comes running up to you and... This kitty has just been loving on me. I've been loving on this kitty. And I'm like, I've been... So she misses kitty already. I was in my element. So Simon, if you could get a kitty to go along with your rental, maybe maybe you would have us hooked for next time. I'm there. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So Simon, real... And another shout out to you, Simon. I mean, so generous. Now, I want you to talk about this place uh, for the Vegas people. You know, you knew I was leaving for the wedding and all that stuff and this gift card pops up on my phone which just blows my mind that that's how that works these days and uh, so tell us about this place you you're gonna we haven't been there yet we're gonna go hopefully tomorrow or the next day uh tell us all about this oh place. it's probably my favorite restaurant in vegas which you know i'm more into like you know locally sourced which there isn't that much there like local local food products right, in vegas right. but it is nonetheless as local as they can be it's like a farm to table type italian restaurant Ooh. but it's like all the breads is they make every literally everything is made homemade on site and it's with the freshest ingredients 
the sourdough is made every day and the pasta is homemade. I'm not doing it service by trying to describe it because it is just a, the food is just so, so, so good. And it's slightly off the strip. It's in um, downtown Vegas. And it's called Esther's Kitchen, art, right? Well, the Arts District. Yeah, Esther's Kitchen. Yeah. Esther's so, Kitchen. Uh, so, yeah, I, I surprised you two with, a, with hopefully a, a nice meal. I yeah. Hope. No, I never yeah. heard of it. So, so we're looking forward to it. Thank we have you our, so much. Yeah, it was really sweet of you. And, and again, yeah, thank you to all the littles. Yeah. This has been a crazy whirlwind of a couple, years. a day, week, well, years for Roxy. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize we were watching, and Chuck said this in the last episode. He's like, I told you, man, get the video because you're not going to remember anything. And I didn't remember this this great office quote that we opened with and stuff like that. But I, I we were watching back the video, and I forgot that part of our – what was it? Ivy finally wet. Yeah, that was right in the script. So <laughs> that was kind of fun. That was uh, with this ring, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, Simon, real quick, what else? Now, I, I'm a veteran of Vegas, but honestly, I haven't been here in probably, like, I want to say almost six or seven years. So what's what's new? Like, what do we have to do? Anything? Now, there's this big Ferris wheel. That wasn't here last time I was here. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> yeah, really had a chance to do If you're only there for a short yet. period of time, you've just got to get really drunk, make a lot of bad mistakes. <laughs> it's, you know, those, it exists for a reason. The, the reputation is... It, <laughs> what right. happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes, and one quick programming note: we're not sure what's going to happen next week. We're here till Tuesday, we're t- uh, so we're taking a red eye and stuff like that. So our episode next week might drop a little late. We're not sure, or who knows? Maybe we'll take, as everyone has said, take a freaking episode off. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Simon, thanks for coming on. This has been so much fun and. It's so glad to hear your voice again. It's been a while. Great to hear your voices again. Now the newly married voices. I know, mm-hmm. right? First first one as a married couple with you. I actually had to write my new name. Oh, that's well, right. Well, I'm going to hyphenate. That's the plan. But I, I actually wrote my new edition last well, name. New name. So you've uh, changed it from Roxy then. The other yeah. day. And well, that... no, she didn't change Roxy. <laughs> she changed the last name. <laughs> so, Simon, do you feel like a third wheel now? Because now it's official. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to change my name, too. Oh, you're going to hyphenate yours, too. That's sweet. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah. Or maybe Simon I should change mine to yours. Yeah. And then she. Yeah. Oh, that's confusing. That's confusing. Anyway. Let's just keep yeah, our names. That'll be helpful. Yeah. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And we'd also like to obviously thank our Meet the Littles guest, Jenny Robbins, the most patient woman in the world that I'm deeming her. And we'd also like to thank Mary Faye Randolph and Kim Wilson for our bumpers this week. All right, you two, let's get out of here. We've got some bets to make. And as always, Littles, if you're out shopping online tonight, Simon, are you going to use the code? Yeah, I'm I'm always using the code. Just making sure. It's a circus song. I know you hate to wait in line 
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.